Okay, hi, hello, here is Natalia from upskillme.ru and I'm doing another podcast. This time I'm not alone and I have a special guest with me, Stefan Siegmann from Germany. Stefan is actually a very old friend of mine. We've now been thinking how long we've known each other and um, turns out it's been eight years, eight whole years that uh, we've been friends. We met in Germany and you know that I spent five years living in Germany. And I was actually Stefan's English teacher <laughs> and uh, we gradually became friends and we're still friends and just to let you know he's an amazing person, just amazing personality and he's helped me so many times in my life and he's a certified yoga teacher and a very close friend of mine so if you're in Düsseldorf in Germany by chance or on purpose you should definitely meet Stefan, go to his yoga class and just probably have a cup of coffee with him. Meet Stefan Siegmann, please. Stefan, say hi. Hi, good evening, Russia and everybody else who understands this podcast because it's in English. I'm a little bit nervous, like you are, Natasha. Me too, yes. Um, I met Natasha, we just talked about this, I think in 2008 or 2009 because I was looking, searching for uh, a teacher for, for business English Because after school, I still wanted to improve and to keep my English alive. And she was introduced, luckily introduced to me because um, first there was another person in, uh, how do you say, in the talking, the, this woman from, there was someone else, but she was uh, busy. So it came up to Natasha and we met and it all functioned from the beginning, from the beginning very, very well. I was very impressed with her skill she's a very demanding teacher but this is good <laughs> and what i really 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 liked is that it was not only the business not only the english after very fast after a while we uh, after this hour working together we talked about private stuff about eating and at that time veganism and we we discovered that we can share so much with each other it was very it was so unique and it was so It was amazing. It was an amazing time that, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think back then I was experimenting with veganism and all these uh, systems of nutrition and, and you yeah. were too, right? So it was, it was very interesting. And yeah. I want to point out for everyone who's listening right now that neither for me nor for Stefan is English is the first language. So my native language is Russian. Stefan speaks German. But we're trying to do this podcast in English. We're doing this podcast in English yes. because we want to reach more people. And the topic we're going to cover today is probably something you do not expect at all. Right, Stefan? It's something yeah. people don't like to talk about and sometimes pretend it does not even exist. And the word is depression. Um, we chose this because Stefan has a wonderful story to share. It's his personal story. And he's doing so much, not only for himself right now, but for all these people who have the same experience, who are trying to find a way out. And I believe he has a very unique perspective on um, depression and how to live with it, how to handle it and... Not necessarily how to fight it, but really how to learn from it, as far as I understand. And I'm, you know, I, I would like to give the word to Stefan. And how would you like, how would you like to begin this story? When did it begin? Tell us. When did you first realize you are depressed? How, how did you understand that? 
Okay, the very first thing, I was, I was kind of a troubled person in my puberty, but everybody thinks that in puberty it's normal because a lot of things change, but it stayed this. I was very difficult with my behavior to family and friends. And around 25, they were um, at the end of helping me and they said, why don't you look for someone professional, for a therapist, for a doctor, and, and maybe he can help you because we can't help you anymore. And for a whole year, I was um, I was thinking about, oh my God, now why does it have to be me? Why do I need to go to the doctor? Because I thought of all these American people being sitting on a couch and being plam plam and bala bala and this is how you imagine the therapist <laughs> yeah because in, in, in germany it is a negative it has a negative uh, picture or not like in america every second person has its own shrink and here in germany it is not and i think that in a, in a lot of countries around the world it is so negative yeah actually here too especially yeah. men especially if you as a man need to go to a therapist it's like are you okay is everything okay with you or what is wrong with you that would be the question yeah but yeah. the thing is what i discovered this is not helpful because no one screams oh yes depression for free give it to me serve <laughs> it serve it it is not funny it is not happy it is a disease and it can happen uh, to everyone. So in 2020, no, when I was 25, sorry, um, at one point I realized I can't deal with this anymore. I need to see a doctor. And when I started my first treatment with medication and a therapist, after a while, I realized why have I wasted this year thinking about should I go, should I not go, discuss with myself, is it correct, is it not? It was a waste of time and I can just um, empfehlen, what is it, to recommend? Recommend, yeah. To recommend to everyone, if you have the feeling, go. You have nothing to lose. Go to a good doctor or a good therapist. You can only win. There's well, what, nothing, what is the feeling lose. that you were, because you say, when I found that this, and you say this, what is this? How would you describe this feeling that you had when you were 25? Um, that you are many, many hours or many, many days down, down and down. And life normally should be at least balanced mm -hmm. or in a happy state. Not all the time. Mm -hmm. I don't believe in this either. I believe in the yin and yang and, mm -hmm. you know, light and dark. So that when you have good times, bad times are allowed to happen. Mm -hmm. You've got sun, you've got rain, all this stuff. But if it's again and again, and if this being negative or sad or this weird thing in the mind is a problem for friendship and family, then it is a serious problem. Then you should, okay. because you stress the people, you overstress them, and then something is not, then something is out of balance. So basically your and relationships I, with people didn't work well, yes, well right? Okay, yes. I see. Yeah, relationships, yes. And uh, I wanted to start, uh, I wanted to understand myself, why am I so difficult why am i because sometimes you are surrounded with people that seem to be happy and fun and blah and i thought at that age oh my god i have to be fun and i have to be you know sun. what's wrong with me <laughs> yeah yeah 
so I was I wanted to understand me. I wanted to understand myself. So we worked for I had a very cool guy, Mr. Riesbeck. I have no idea if he still uh, is in charge or does work at the at this place. Um, we worked for a year and a half, and after a year we could stop the the pills. Mm-hmm. I don't didn't need them anymore, and um, we could stop the the talking. I think. What did you take? Did you take antidepressants? Yeah, 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 antidepressants. Because what what he said that there are two, there's always two things if you go to a doctor. The doctor always wants uh, you to take some kind of medicine Mm -hmm. and to see will it work, yes or no. But it's not only, at least not in Germany, the pill is not enough. They always want someone you can talk to and talk about what bothers you, what is the problem. Mm-hmm. Maybe something in the childhood, maybe something really serious yet you need to talk about because that is the soul or the mind. It's, you cannot just put pressure on this kind of system with chemicals. Yeah, so, um, yes, it was antidepressant and uh, uh, you have a certain amount or population uh, that does not produce enough serotonin and serotonin is the hormone that produces joy and happiness and lightness and you just have people who don't produce enough so sometimes they need maybe they need a pill or they need certain kind of food Mm -hmm. we come to that later so after this period everything was fine so i think it was 20 Six twenty-seven, and this what was is at that moment. I was fine. Mm-hmm. And in two thousand, in April two thousand twelve, my father passed away. It was not a surprise to the family. He was very very sick, but we somehow hoped maybe three more years, maybe five more years. So it was some kind of a surprise, but in the end, not really. But um, the the. And I was very close to my father. It was a very loving and very close uh, relationship. Relationship, and um, that was in April. And in October two thousand twelve, out of nowhere, suddenly, uh, um, the how do you say this? Um, the ground was removed, and I had the feeling I am falling and falling and falling into a big hole, mm-hmm. and I could not stop this. So it came suddenly out of nowhere. Again, I went to the doctor, again, the pills, again, there was therapy, and again, it worked. Mm -hmm. And I think it was six months, and everything was fine again. And now comes the interesting part, why we're doing this podcast, and what changed everything for me. In October 2014, I had a big fight with my, I have an older sister, she's 14 years older, we had a fight about a a family issue, and... um, some of you listeners maybe have a brother or a sister and you know that they know how buttons to push to piss you off. <laughs> and she, I don't know if with purpose or not, she pus- pushed all the buttons available and, and more. So I was so, I was shaked to the ground. I was so frightened because our discussion, our fight, something happened inside of my body that get totally out of balance. Mm-hmm. And I realized again, because in this, at that point in my life, I, I just know how depression feels and how just a bad day feels. So I know the that difference. was a familiar feeling already, right? 
Yes, 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 okay. yes. Which is good after a while because then you know, okay, do I need treatment? Do mm -hmm. I need to see certain people? Do I need medicine or not? Or is it just a bad day and I need some more chocolate mm -hmm. and I don't know, a good nap, whatever. So um, again, I went to the, to the doctor and again, we started with pills and the pills didn't work anymore. And that started to frighten me. And for, I think it was October 2014, Mm -hmm. Till March 2015, we tried and tried and different pills and combinations. And the doctor, who is a very nice person, but he was totally calm. And I will never forget one day he said, you know what, Mr. Seedman, don't worry. We have so many uh, possibilities with pills that we can try and maybe this combination. And, that. and I was thinking, listen to me <laughs> right here, right now, I have a problem. I am suffering. I am suffering every single morning. Fear, anxiety, anxiety. and I cannot anxiety. I cannot explain why, but it keeps it, it returns every single morning. So the quality of my life, of my daily life, was what is it to decrease yeah, more and more? And it was. I was terrified. I was terrified because he he didn't he did not understand that something is not working anymore with the chemicals mm -hmm. and by that time compared to when I was 25 I am I teach yoga I did a yoga teacher into the uh, yoga teacher training in 2010 I lived we uh, had a vegan lifestyle for a while so a lot of things changed in a very extreme way I would say in a positive way so I started to ask myself maybe this just doesn't work anymore for me the doctor stuff the pill stuff, the chemical, chemical thing. I'm surrounded by people who, who tell me, you know what, this is not really a solution. It, it presses. It, it presses the problem down, but it does not solve the problem. No one is really looking deep. Mm -hmm. And a very good friend of mine, Lucy, who is an alternative practitioner, she knows me for a while, and um, she said, Stefan, do me a favor. You are a friend of mine. I do believe to know what is your problem, work with me, but uh, you have to stop taking the pills, you have to stop working with the doctor because we cannot work parallel. Mm -hmm. We have to make a test. She said there is something wrong with your gut or your colon and what um, the Wissenschaft, what the, the, science. the science, what the science knows today and what was wrong in the past. In the past, uh, it was taught that serotonin, this hormone that makes you happy, and everything is produced in the brain that mm -hmm. was believed, and now, today, we know this is wrong. It is all produced in the gut or in the colon. In the so colon. we should... Pardon? No, no, I'm just, uh, I'm just uh, repeating your words. So basically, this lady, when she shows, showed up in your life, she suggested that you should stop taking chemicals, and instead, you should take a look at the condition of your colon and your inner health right so to do something right. with your digestive system with your intestinal flora yeah and because this is where serotonin is produced right but to, to be very sure we made a test it is not surprise surprise it was a blood test it mm -hmm. is a oh what is speichel spucke what is speichel oh <laughs> sorry <laughs> i can't come up with an english word right now uh, Speichel, um, I forgot. 
Um, uh, oh, I think, oh, the saliva, yeah, right? With what you have in the mouth, the saliva. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The saliva. Mm -hmm. we, we tested this just to make really, to, to really prove that what she thinks is correct, and it was 100% correct. A lot of things were out of bed, totally. What, what can you, what can you, uh, can you, do you remember the name of this test and what exactly you can check with it? Not at the moment. <laughs> we have to write it down after the podcast. Yeah, we will write it down and put a link we'll to it. it. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah. but well, what can you, I mean, what did she see? What were the results of the test that you didn't have certain uh, hormones or that, what was the result? The, 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 the difference is that if you, if you test the blood, you, you have certain things like iron or stuff like this, but you get no, no information about what is going on in the flora and fauna of the dar, uh, of the colon or the gut. Mm -hmm. this, the blood does not show this. You need the speichel. The saliva. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And there you see other things mm -hmm. like, I just will be very honest here, you can test pee and you can test shit as well. Mm -hmm. We all know this. Yeah. And there again in these things, in these substances from your body, you can see other things, different things compared to blood. So, what I've realized today is, if you really want to know what's going on, make a blood test, make a speichel test, make a pee, pee test, and a shit test. And then you know what is happening. This is my true, this is what I truly believe. This is ganzheitlich. What is ganzheitlich? Wow. Yeah, you asked me. So this is, uh, this, is, <laughs> this is a chance for our listeners to also learn a few German words. Um, holistic, I think this is what you mean, like a holistic approach, yeah? Like all together, yeah. like as yeah. a whole holistic. This is more. This is a holistic approach to learning more about your body. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. My God, I'm remembering more German words than I thought I would. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. so we made this test and we got the result, and then she got some um, the the l laboratory yeah. who does the test also come up with an idea. Uh -huh. Okay, how can you? as an alternative practitioner, now start the treatment. And what was her idea? And uh, there were two ideas. The first is that the serotonin level, this hormone, is way too low. So we have to give something that I can take. It's a, it's a kind of powder. And in this, it's, always, it's all natural. You have certain kind of uh, amino acid in a certain combination. I have no idea if, if I could do this if I just eat some certain kind of food because of the amount and um, but what is this very special is L uh, tyroxine tyrosine L tyrosine I guess I have to look it up and because the body needs this um, amino acid to produce serotonin yeah we're gonna look it up and put an english name for this so yeah. basically she gave you some kind of dietary supplement or nutritional supplement that consists of it has a rich amount of amino acids that your body needs and that can help the colon to produce more serotonin right yeah this was one but i have a second one this is very very interesting and very important what happens when you are in a depression you have this cycle of uh, um, fear anxiety and all these negative mm -hmm. emotions and they have a cycle so in the morning when i wake up i'm i'm full of fear and the heartbeat is pumping and it's just you just want the the world to stop and to end because you barely can't can take it after a while around lunchtime or 2 p.m 
I don't know what happens in the body, but it suddenly gets a little bit... Um, you can deal with this a little bit more. Mm -hmm. The afternoon gets even better. The evening is, is really good. And then the night is... Okay, the night is great. But then this kind of cycle starts again and again. Every single day. And you don't want to wake up in the morning. And the first thing you want to realize is that your heart is pumping. And that you are full of fear. And this is cortisol. Cortisol is a stress hormone. And for whatever reason, I produce this way too much. So the second thing we used, also a powder, was something to reduce this cortisol. And what I've realized, maybe this some of your listeners uh, know from your own life, is when you have a lot of stress mm -hmm. and you sleep a certain amount of hours, eight hours, ten hours, you may believe, ah, this is now ten hours, I will wake up refreshed, but this is not the case. Even after 10 hours of sleep, you wake up and you are like, oh my God, I would like to stay in bed. I'm, I'm, I'm a mess for whatever reason. And this is if the cortisol level is way too high during the night. You don't get any kind of real deep sleep or rest. And when I took this for the, in the first evening, the next morning was heaven. Wow, I could really? just wake up. It was amazing. I could just wake up. I had a really good sleep. I could get up out of bed, move my ass, take a shower, take a breakfast. This was really awesome. So basically what you are saying, what I find fascinating is that um, when people uh, deal with depression, most people go to therapists, you know, they look for reasons for depression or they look for ways to deal with depression in their mind, right? So they, they, they pay a lot of attention to the therapy, to the psychological, they try to find some psychological re um, reasons, they know they try to deal with or remember all the traumas you had in your childhood, blah, blah, blah. So they're trying to find the reasons in, in the mind. But basically what you are saying if, is that if you pay close enough attention to the way your body functions, the answers can be in your body and you should pay more attention there. Um, in a way, because what I've realized, um, I mean, this is my story mm -hmm. and my life. And just to make it quick, now we come to the interesting part. The reason why uh, my alternative practitioner, Lucy, uh, suggested that my, we have to look what the, what the gut, what the colon is doing, before all this, I told her something about my past. And in my past, I took ecstasy, for example, for a few years. I used um, anabolic steroids. I used, of course, antidepressant pills. That it, it is a pure chemical. It's a kind of acid for the body, and it's kind of acid for the colon and the gut. And, of course, every... Um, what is antibiotica? Antibiotics, yeah. Every time you take this, the doctor just gives you the medicine to cure something, and that's it. But it's like a bomb. It is a, a bomb for the body, and especially for the flora and fauna in your gut or in your colon. And the, uh -huh. the alternative practitioner would always recommend, if there is no other way, take this pill, but after this, come to me so that we can restore this. But the normal doctor doesn't know this. So every single time somebody takes this, and I took it several times, and all the other stuff, and the reason that I age, like we all do, this organ doesn't get any younger 
I age. So the organ ages, of course, as well. So if you have all these components put together, this is the reason why my system was down. Yeah. Other people may not take anabolic steroids, but then you take the pill to, to not get pregnant, or you drink a lot of alcohol, or you have a lot of uh, animal protein in your in, in, in your everyday life. So just because you don't have the things, you didn't take the things I took in my past, doesn't mean you're safe. You just should check. And what I realized today is that there are different reasons why people get depressed mm -hmm. but one reason i truly believe and this is what doctors don't do is like you said all this mental stuff why don't we just check the body as well and check if mm -hmm. everything is in balance and especially where the uh, serotonin is produced you know that's they don't do it it's yeah unfortunately like psychologists think though they're part of the they're part of the job is just to deal with the patients had and they try not to look at the body as well but i think it would be a good idea yes. if they asked oh, what do you eat on a regular basis that would be a good idea and yeah. i think like yeah. all the listeners are now confused when you said anabolic steroids or why the hell was he taking them just to make it clear when i met stefan he was a huge guy how tall are you stefan like 190 or taller 187 187 so huge big he did bodybuilding he was really huge and then he changed his lifestyle completely and became a yoga teacher he became very flexible and lost um, lots of weight how many kilos did you weigh did you lose 15 15, 15. i lost yeah so it, i mean the difference you could see the difference so but, yeah, so he, you have, um, how, how many years altogether did you take the steroids? Uh, about 12. Well, that's, yeah, okay, that's a long time. It's a long time. time. It's a long and time. I, I took most of the things that were available on the market. The only thing I did not try, thank God, was insulin and growth hormones. Mm -hmm. I did not try them, and I'm very happy I didn't, because I tried all the other stuff, and... Um, how do you say it in English? Uh, I got the Rechnung bekommen. I got the. So I got the check, the bill. I got the bill after twelve years. I got mm -hmm. the bill, and I do believe, but this will be maybe another, another interview or another blog yeah. post that a lot of men try steroids or like to try, and I can all understand these guys, but after a while, when you are thirty-five or you turn forty or over forty. It will be difficult if you don't pay, pay pay attention to later problems that these anabolic steroids will will produce or however you want to call it. So, so basically, let's summarize for the listeners. So, anabolic steroids, too much protein in the food, uh, alcohol, and what else did you mention? Bad, uh, bad nutrition, a lot of stress. This can party all, drugs, party drugs. Yeah, party drugs. This can smoking, no? Yeah, know. smoking, I guess, yeah. So, but so this can influence your intestinal flora, and if, without like you can have no idea. But basically, you're saying that if your intestinal flora is in a bad condition, it does not produce enough serotonin, and you can end up having depression because of that, right? Right. Okay, interesting. And, and, and then, and just for a second, and then imagine this is the problem. But you go to a doctor and he wants to treat some mental, you know what I mean? Yeah. Some mental thing. But it's this is not a mental, this might be something in the yeah. mind. But 
There's another uh, thing I would like to sh uh, make it very short. In 2015, because I had, I had no idea what to do, I was very open to try a lot of things. And maybe some of the listeners know John Kabat-Zinn, who invented, I think it is invented, MBSR um, at that? the end of the 70s. <clears throat> and it's a very famous program that in a lot of uh, clinics and hospitalities in America is very successful when it comes to depression. And it's most of the time an eight-week program to help people who suffer from depression. I tried this. I do believe this can help. It didn't help me because now when I look back, I do believe my, I, my problem was somewhere else. It was in my body. So even this, I do believe that what he invented is amazing and very helpful. But if, I, if you have a problem in your body, in your colon, then even meditation and all this might not help you. Just mm -hmm. to say this. Okay, and how do you... Um what do you do now? Do you pay close attention to what you eat? To Do you uh, take all these um, dietary supplements still? How do you take care of yourself right now? Yeah, the, the thing is that I realized when, uh, okay, we, we started, Lucy and I started to work together in March 2015. In November 2015, I realized it was one day in a week that was normal after so many months, and then two days and three days, and then a whole week, and then everything was fine, and after a while, and I mentioned this earlier, if you do something for a while, very strict, every evening, and things change for the better, you may be, you know, oh, I forgot it this evening, oh, this evening it's late, uh, next evening, so I was not very strict anymore. Like when you do a and diet and then you stop, yes. Yeah, 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 you, you, and I should realize that my body says, no, this will not work. You have to take the stuff because, again, after a while, the next morning was bad. And, again, I was, I felt like back in 2015 in the middle of all this fear and suffering and I thought, okay, I still have to take that stuff. But it is not medicine. It is it is a more natural thing. So it's not a problem for me. And maybe I have to take it my whole life long I don't know, but what I'm doing right now, and to ask myself, okay, what kind of food is out there that has a lot of L-tryptophan? Sorry, I made a mistake. L-tryptophan is the name of the amino acid that mm -hmm. the body needs to produce serotonin. And you've got, for example, I think it's in eggs, it is in salmon, it is in certain kind of um, plant mm -hmm. uh, things. And at the moment, I'm trying to figure out, okay, where is it in? Because I still would like to live a vegan lifestyle. This is my mm -hmm. personal thing I still be uh, truly believe in. Everybody mm -hmm. can decide for, for themselves. But to find out the kind of food and what what kind of meals can I, can I prep with this in everyday life? Because I have to take it every evening in this kind of powder. Mm -hmm. So why not pay attention to pay way more attention what do I eat? What can I avoid? And what should I take into my body? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so basically, you need to uh, follow a certain lifestyle, right? To take care of yes. yourself. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, rather than take antidepressants. And like, I just imagined when he said, you go to a therapist and then go home and have a glass of wine. <laughs> 
and you don't see any connection right, between the two, but actually there is. Um, look, I wanted to ask you another question. You do yoga, and the type of yoga you do is very interesting because you do yoga for men only. Um, yeah. Can you tell about this a little more? What does it mean? Is it like also like meditation, mantras, or is it something yeah. different? Um, okay, the the style. My teacher training in 2010 was Jiva Mukti, which is I think they say vigorous. Um, a vig vigorous practice, but mm -hmm. they chant, so they sing holy songs, and they read the scripture, and it is uh, a mixture of being very modern, to a very modern approach, but also to have the uh, traditional stuff from, from India. It's a very cool mixture. But I've realized after a while that if you, I have no idea how it is in, in, in Moscow, I can just only talk for my city, Düsseldorf, if you look at yoga classes, you have maybe one man or two men, maybe three, and this is a lot. So I ask myself, why Why don't we even have a 50-50 quote? Because yoga mm -hmm. has nothing to do with men and women. And in the very, very beginning, a man taught men. No women were allowed in India. Maybe some of you who don't know. So it is not a women gymnastic. It's not Jane Fonda in the 70s. <laughs> so what I've realized much more men after my bodybuilding after this 12 years of of being very heavy and very tall and full of muscle i've realized that maybe the more i age all this muscle might not be very helpful maybe flexibility would be the goal or mm -hmm. however you want to call it and i see so many men that have problems with with their body because they sit way too much and then they don't either they don't practice sport at all or is running and running and sitting is the same kind of shit <laughs> sitting sitting is the new smoking because it's um all the sitting is not good we, our human body is not designed to sit for how many hours each day on a chair We're and then to run every this. weekend yeah <laughs> And, and when you said oh, sitting and running, they're both bad. Well, most people sit all week and then they run at weekend. Yeah, yeah. The, the, because the thing, the sitting is uh, you shorten the hamstring with all the sitting. And when you run, when you go, running is not, and they, you know, you're outside, fresh air. I understand this. But if you just run and don't stretch, then again, you shorten uh, the hamstring. So you have the shortening when you do sport, when you run. And when you sit, so short, 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 and <laughs> flexibility, yeah, then, then I don't, I'm not surprised that we in the Western world have so many people who suffer from back problems or back injuries if their hamstrings got shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter. Mm -hmm. This is also a big disbalance in the body. So I thought, okay, all the women run into the yoga studios, so why should I stand here and, up and scream, hello, women, come to me, yoga with Stefan, why should anybody come? Because all these big yoga studios will scream way louder than I can. And then I said, okay, who can I pick up? Who can I talk to? Who can I, who can I um, resonate with? Or maybe who can resonate with me? And because I came, I did not come from 
from dancing. I did not come from ballet dancing. Mm-hmm. I was not a flexible person. I came from bodybuilding. <laughs> so I know how it feels if you are stiff and not very flexible. So I thought, why not try together men and just do it in a funny way, but demanding or vigorous or however you want to call it, they need to sweat. I realized you cannot lie on the floor uh-huh. and breathe and try to find some chakra somewhere <laughs> in the body. No men, no men, maybe a few who are already on the way to enlightenment, <laughs> they, will, they will like it. I wanted to get the people, that was very interesting for me, I want to reach the men who don't think about yoga at all. And if I would talk to them, that they say, what? Yoga? Are you kidding me? No. I need my meat. I need my cigarette. And I need my vodka. That's good. Good weekend. So this kind of These man come to your classes? Are... <laughs> what? This kind of man will eventually come to your classes? Now, this is, this is, this is the man that, and of course it's difficult, but this is interesting to me. How can I, how can I get their attention and mm-hmm. at least tell them, you know, I'm, I make it a little bit different. We will not sing no candles, no Räucherstäbchen. <laughs> what is Räucher? I don't know. No, no esoteric. So we, we do a nice, good workout. Uh-huh. And you will realize. And you're going to sweat. Yes. You're going to sweat. Trust me. You're going to sweat. Because if you don't sweat, I will, I will <laughs> give some more speed to it all. But what you will feel after the class, hopefully, uh, that you feel way more better in your body. I mean, this is priceless. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to feel good in, in their own body. You don't want to feel or suffer from pain. You just want, most men just want that the body works. They don't really want to do much. But they, it just work. But work I, think the way you, I, I think the way you get them is that you're very strict with them I know that and I mean women wouldn't tolerate that but I think the men need it you know and they need some challenge and this is what you give them it's like a challenge to them yes 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 yes, yes of course and and what I've realized that women like you for example hip openers and heart openers uh-huh. this is all and, and, and I'm not making fun of it but this is what women like the stretchy kind of stuff men in the beginning are not that stretchy or flexible they like inversions they like to sweat they like to be yeah they want kind of a challenge but I always make clear it might feel and look like sport we don't practice sport we still practice yoga and what I mean with that is when you feel you've reached a limit take your time make a pause and then start again sport would be push 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 another round if you can or if you can't doesn't matter another round around the football field and yoga is yes please reach a limit but don't push over it realize here's the limit take a break make a pause take some water and just breathe and realize that you're sweating, that you're working. This is so important to them. This is why they come. This is why they stay. Well, this is cool. Yeah. Um, you as a yoga teacher, I know you have a blog. And um, by the way, what's the, give us the website. Uh, what's the name of the website? The name is uh, www.yoga.com. No, strich. 
Metamorphose.com. I know the name is very, very, very complicated and difficult, and I thought about it a long time, but I decided I would, I need this kind of name, the Metamorphose, and I like the picture, um, uh, die Raupe zum Schmetterling. Schmetterling yeah, the butterfly. wings of a butterfly, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this, because this is how I see myself with where I come from, the, the bodybuilding and the depression, and now all these changes, uh, this uh, transformation, this metamorph to a next, to a next level, to a better level, mm -hmm. to improve. I don't know how you want to call so it. So this is basically uh, yoga is a way is your way to transformation, right? Yes, 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 yes. yes what? You can say, yeah. You as a yoga teacher, you know, because I wait when I, I honestly I don't do yoga that much, but yeah, yoga. Shame on you. Yeah. Shame <laughs> on you. Yeah. I probably just haven't met a good, good teacher good enough as you. But still, I, I'm not really that much into yoga. I just, I like stretching, but not really yoga. Yeah, but okay. Okay. When I, whenever I see all these yoga teachers, to me, they seem most of the time like people not from this world. And a yoga teacher is definitely supposed to be, to talk about divine things, you know, to be calm, to be, I don't know, it's, it's all about the beauty of life. Can you see it? Can you feel it? They're all vegan, raw vegan. And sometimes I think these people don't know life. These people, like, they're so far away from the reality. Sometimes I have this feeling. And you, as a yoga teacher, you talk about depression. Something I think that in the yoga world, you're not allowed to talk. Well, how come can you have depression when you practice yoga? This is just, this is not possible to do both, to experience depression, to be down, and at the same time to practice yoga. It, how do you deal with that? And uh, I think, what is the reason that you talk about depression, why you love this topic so much? Yeah. First of all, I would like to say something. Get your cup of daily holy shit. <laughs> yes, I, know, I know what you're talking about, yeah. this divine, and I had my problems with this. Um, it seems to be everywhere around the world, divine, holy and look at me and I'm so amazing and blah 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 after a while I cannot talk for every single yoga teacher but at, in the moment when you do a teacher training and you start to teach you can see I don't know how to say this in English you, you see behind a curtain or behind a wall and then you suddenly see oh we've got burnout we've uh -huh. got yoga teachers from, from burnout from depression drink too much alcohol and I thought oh my god this is not this is not what they are um, preaching yeah. to us or you know it's a kind of an image and it was very difficult for me to make this uh, decision when I started to think about it's like a serious coming out you know talking about depression <laughs> Yeah, in the yoga world. When, when, when I started to, to, to create this kind of blog that I want to talk about certain, certain things on a blog to, to a wide, uh, to, to, to many people, so many people said, Stefan, one thing, be authentic. Mm -hmm. Be authentic from the beginning because people will find out sooner or later if you try to create something to pretend so be authentic. And then I thought, okay, then I have to do what you just said. I have to be the person 
who says, yes, I'm a yoga teacher, I teach yoga, and I suffer from depression. So I am not holy, I am not divine, but I'm real. I live real holy shit every single day. And of course, what I do believe now, you have these people who have no idea from yoga who might say, oh, this is weird. You teach yoga. You should be healthy every single day. <laughs> I believe that there is an image. I have no idea who produces this image, what yoga is and how yoga people should be like. But what I found out, if you really practice yoga seriously, then you start to look down deep into the soul and you will pick the deep shit that is deep down in your own and you you grab it and it has to come out because only then you can heal. We all have shit. I don't know how to say it. In, in, you, we all have our problems, but most of the people don't want to take a look. They want to avoid. They want to have party and sex and alcohol and happy, happy seven days a week, sunlight all, all the time. This doesn't work for me anymore. I know that I have problems. I know that I'm not nice all the times. I, I am sometimes very difficult to people, but I'm looking down and I would like to understand why am I this way. So this image that exists, I can't, I can't deliver this anymore. So mm -hmm. I don't know what will be in the near future. I don't know if people might turn away because I cannot deliver this this image. Maybe people will come to me because I say, yes, I'm a yoga teacher. Yes, I practice yoga. And still I have, uh, I have moments of depression. But the positive thing is that I now, in 2017, I have the tools, I have the people to deal with with it. It is not a catastrophe anymore. And for most people, depression is a catastrophe because most use terms like I have to fight depression. And I do believe to fight an illness is not a very good way. So what would be your message to people who suffer from depression or to their relatives and family and friends who see people suffering from depression? What would be your message to them? A message, the first, first thing of all is ask yourself, am I depressed? Yes or no? Do I suffer from a depression? Like, do yes you think no? it's so? Is that clear? Can every person who's never experienced it before can they realize it's it's a depression? I don't know. Maybe you have to do some research. Maybe I have to put something to be one of. Uh, maybe I'm not the first, but maybe I could be one who can give some examples for a few questions. Maybe five questions, and if you can say yes to every single question, mm -hmm. then this might be a depression. Um, it might be something else, but first, first you have to figure out, or maybe you have to consult a doctor or a therapist to figure out: is it depression? Yes or no? Okay. Because it's no, you have to tell, you have to you have to go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. I can only help you if if you can say yes, it's depression. Mm -hmm. The second thing is: this is so such a big problem in in our society everywhere. Do I have someone I can talk to about this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is where I would like to talk about uh, people who listen to this who maybe know someone who don't suffer themselves from depression, but maybe they know someone. It is so important to listen. Just listen and to show some understanding because everything else is not helpful. And then the third thing would be, so first 
Is it yes or no? Second, can I talk to somebody, maybe a professional, maybe a therapist or a doctor, whoever, or a friend? And the third thing is, and we live in 2017 and it will continue. We have so much information on the web. So try to find out what can I do? Is it maybe sunlight? Is it maybe nutrition? Is it maybe exercise? What I found out lately, I have to say this, so we could talk, we could talk for years about this. I discovered jump rope. And usually jump rope is a girly thing or a woman thing. This is bullshit. Boxer, boxer, do this to warm up. And uh, I found two cool guys on, on the internet, Zen Dude Fitness, who offer some kind of program. They are very, very funny. And I just tried it. And what I've realized, it is something between 20 or 25 minutes, and then you're done. <laughs> I am, after this, I feel so awesome. I have a high. It's like the runner's high. A lot of runners know. I, I could sing a song <laughs> with my jump rope. But yes. jump rope is very jump. intense yeah. training, basically. And what, how, yes. do you, how do you actually, because to me, physical exercise is a must, because this is my recipe to feel better. Does it really help when you're depressed, physical exercise, it, well, it, apart from the good diet? Definitely, it does, and definitely you, you should try this out, but what I've discovered also by the beginning of 2016, you should, my advice, only my advice, start slowly, but start again and again. I had to start again and again a thousand times. It is not try it and the second time and the third time and then stop because when you really suffer from depression, You will have many, many times where you are not in the mood, low energy, and you just want to stay in bed. And there are times where you can push yourself a little bit. If you push a depressive person too much, mm -hmm. you will not. You will lose. Trust me, you will lose because this this is not how it works. But what I would always tell a depressive person, it's not a problem. If it's not today, then tomorrow. And I started with uh, to walk around a park. Not with a workout, not with a jump rod, just being in nature. It's, I know it sounds very esoteric, but just being outside, fresh air, maybe a long walk or a short walk, just walk and watch nature a whole year long, how nature is, is, is changing through the seasons. This was very helpful for me in 2016. Then after a while, I realized I want to do something more. I want to sweat. So what I've realized, yoga, if you don't practice a very... A yoga that is where you have to sweat a lot then maybe you need something in addition to yoga yoga is awesome don't get me wrong but maybe yoga is not the the holy grail mm -hmm. or how you want to call it you i do believe you need something that makes you sweat so maybe it's running maybe it's jump rope something and um, then you progress further and further but i do believe it is nutrition i do believe it is a workout And at the end of the day, what works since a few weeks for me is uh, Yoga Nidra or like John Kabat-Zinn calls it the body scan where you do this journey through the body and somebody is saying, now we are at the feet, can you feel the feet? And then it's the leg and then the upper body. It's an amazing because I couldn't do this in 2015. I didn't have the nerve. And now I realize whenever I feel too much pressure Pressure is a very negative sign to me, and I have to 
to listen to this sign when, the, when it rings in my ear, it really helps when I take an audio thing, something from YouTube, Yoga Nidra or Body Scan, and listen to this 20 minutes, 30 minutes, because I real, realize to calm down, to slow down, and then, great. I love it. So, so there mm -hmm. are... There are many, many, sorry, there are many, many tools that I'm discovering at the moment. I'm really in, in the process of finding different tools that help me, that I will put, put onto my blog that somebody else can try and some things might work, some other things, but we are all different. We are different from each other, so some things will work, some other things might not work. So what you are saying is basically the depression, your depression has become a trigger to investigate yourself more. So now you know a lot more about yourself and about your body than before, than you know, when you were 25, when you just came to the doctor and were prescribed some pills. Um, is this also kind of message that you want to send out to people that it's worth investigating your body and learning what resources you have and what you can do to recharge your resources, what you can do to feel better because honestly if you ask people what can you do to relax uh, not many people can answer that question or what are the 10 things that can guarantee that you do to guarantee you'll be in a good mood not every person can answer that but this pushed you to this investigation and I think now from what I hear you now know a lot more about yourself I'm looking up a word. What I, what I discovered and what I truly believe is uh, to take responsibility. And what I mean with that is that most of the people are not really aware how to handle the body, how to handle the mind. And as long as everything is great, they don't do. Either they don't do anything or they don't do a lot. If something gets out of balance, they go to a doctor. And then the doctor is responsible to yeah. take care of what went out of balance. This is your body. This is your health. This is your mind. This is wrong. We need doctors because they studied the stuff. But first of all, you are responsible for this whole thing that is the body, that is the mind, that is the health. So yes, I, I recommend or... Everybody out there should, I mean, the, 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 the difference between someone who does not suffer from depression and someone who suffers from depression, the, the person with a depression uh, uh, has an urge or there is a reason why this person should pay attention or should be interested in this and should search the web, whatever. The healthy person, as long as, long as the person is healthy, might not be interested. This is also not exactly. very... Yeah. It's not the best, you know, because maybe you will be healthy all your life and when you die you're still healthy, maybe this will work for you. But uh, I do believe, yeah, responsibility for your own is, is the, the key, the number one thing everybody should think about. I think I can, you know, actually, I can relate so much to what you have been saying because the message you're sending out to people is not, you don't, like talk on every corner about depression when you teach yoga I doubt that you mention the word depression at all right during your yoga class but what you give people is a kind of a prevention method you know when you give them a way to discover more about their bodies when you teach them to feel better about their body and are in their body 
that's kind of a prevention method, you know, because when you learn, once you know how to feel good and what you need to do to feel better in your body, you don't have time to be depressed, actually. And you, you just feel different. And when I did my fitness projects for mummies, for, for, for young mums, I kind of was witnessing the same thing. The women, the sort of women who came to me, were very, I mean, were very similar to the man you were describing. So if the man you were describing was sitting all day and didn't care about sports and fitness and their health, actually, because they never had time for this, the women who came to me, they were so tired, they were exhausted, and they told me, well, look, I have a baby or two, and I have no time for fitness or for myself or for whatever, just at all. And then I, you know, throughout the year, I witnessed them and I saw how everything was changing, how they came back and they stayed and they suddenly could find a way, uh, could find the time that could find a way to feel better in their body because um, everybody, you know, in our society, we believe in big results. You, everything you do, you need to have a result and then you fall in love with the result. I believe that you fall in love in the effort. Because every time you're putting effort... Ah, I love this! Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> When you do yes. jump rope, like every jump, you feel, you feel pleasure. There is pleasure in every jump. You love the way it feels. So the women who came to me, they could do nothing. They couldn't, they couldn't do even one push-up, no one burpee. They couldn't do a handstand, nothing. And like in six months, they were doing 50 burpees, you know, in one workout. They, they were practicing handstand. They were doing lunges and they loved every effort and this is what I was trying to teach them how you fall in love with your with the effort you take and then yeah you have the result but you want to come back because you want to experience that pleasure from taking effort again you yeah. know you know what I mean yes 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 I'm I totally agree with you and um, still today I have some times when I wake up and I'm I feel there's not enough energy, but um, I don't pressure myself so much anymore. Then I maybe maybe in the afternoon, maybe in the evening, maybe tomorrow, but um, just to do the thing and to experience the moments, and maybe not the goal to lose ten pounds or whatever. Mm -hmm. To to be consistent, to not this this idea of a diet for six weeks, like quick fix, yeah. weeks. No and, and then what? And then you want to stop? No, it's something. It is you change. It is something forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what is the social image? Because um, how how openly can you talk about it in Germany and especially to men? Is there any, uh, you know, how different genders perceive that? Because I would say here it's easier to talk about it to women because men like pretend it does not exist. Most men I know at least. And I used to know a man who would take antidepressants and he felt so ashamed of the fact that he had to take them. He couldn't go to the, to the drugstore to, to ask for them. So uh, there is this strong social image that this is something you cannot experience. And if you have depression, that means you're not busy enough. So something, some sort of that image uh, wh what is the social image in germany can you how op how openly can you talk about that mm, i think it's not that extreme as it is in moscow or russia but it is it is difficult and a lot of people have this shame sh shame feeling about it and um, 
this is also something that I would like to to talk about and I was um, I think I talked a little bit with you about this idea and with another girlfriend of mine Azusa that I came up with the idea to maybe create uh, a trust or a foundation because I would like to reach more people maybe some people who are in charge somewhere that for our society if I, if I just talk for Germany it would be much more helpful if we not see depression in a positive way but how can we handle this and if if we avo avoid talking about it and oh my god oh my she is depressed and he's depressed this doesn't help anybody not this single person not the society at all if we i think stigmatize it mm -hmm. this is it's a, it's a wrong way so I would like to, this is what I told someone, uh, I would like to to give depression a new kind of image or a new kind of face, depression, for example, 2.0. That, no, that it is not a fight against depression. I don't know, depression is my friend or depression is, is because it is. Nothing will change if you silence it, don't talk about this, or to push people around to mm -hmm. suffer from depression, because the next time it could be your husband, your mother, your own child, it is not productive, not helpful to to put it into a box and then under the bed, under the carpet. I don't, I don't get this. What I understand is that in the working society, um, uh, for a success, success, Success and um, yeah, maybe like burnout, 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 burnout. <laughs> yes, and, and as there are so many men, I don't know from where this this idea of pressure comes. Work more, work harder, and if you are depressed, you are you, you're a loser. The whole the whole idea how we how we how we have this is, is, might have to change. What is very interesting at the moment. A lot of people, I hear this again and again and again, the next generation that is now, I think it's 25 men who are 20, 25, talk about that they are not interested anymore to talk many, 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 many hours during the week to get a lot of money so then they can buy the house and the car. They say, no, I don't need uh, the big job. I don't need... The, the, all this money because I want to have time for myself. I want to have time for my family. Something is already changing. The I values. don't know why, but this classic thing from my father is work, work, work till you get sick or you die or you um, retire and then you can die. And most of the men do this. Surprise, surprise. The older generation, when they retire, two years, three years, and then they suddenly die, and the women still live long life for whatever reason, but the generation that is now coming, at least here in Germany, I don't need the car anymore, the expensive car, I don't need the big house anymore, I want time, I want uh, quality, I want a, a, quality, a, a big quality in my life, and maybe something is already changing. Well, hopefully, yeah, and, but you, you actually... Your message is self-awareness. So the way you treat depression, the way you deal with depression is by practicing self-awareness. 
and paying closer attention to what is happening in your body. And actually, you pay all attention, you direct the attention to your own body. This is what many people forget when they chase success. Yes, 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 yes. Because it's all about the success and, and the outcome and that you for all this to materialize, you need a body that functions, you need a healthy body. If someone wants to work, I don't know, 100 hours a week, this person can do this. I don't have a problem with this. What I, what I suggest is if you need this, if you want to live this kind of life, take a few breaks so, so that you can nourish your body that you can nourish your machine and if you then need to work and you work daytime nighttime you can do this no problem but pay some attention to yourself because you want this this body this machine works for a very long time that's true and, so you can't you know, yeah this... you can do this you can you can work till, till you can breathe it breathe anymore nourish yourself from time to time <laughs> why why don't i i know people who They, they start, I don't know, at nine o'clock, no lunch time, no nothing. It's just work, work, work till five. Then they get, uh, they, they go home and then they have a big uh, dinner. Why, why no lunch time? Why not <sighs> maybe 15 minutes and eat something that has, do you say, value, that is of high quality? Nutrition. You yeah. mm -hmm. Nutrition. You fuel a machine. See yourself mm -hmm. as a machine. It has, it can work. No problem, but fuel the machine. I don't, I don't get this. You know, that's Why interesting. I, I learned long ago that, in, you know, I can't call myself an ambitious person, but I've learned long ago that if I want to realize all these ambitions, I need to take care of my health because otherwise nothing will happen. So I need a healthy yes. body to do that. Yes. And once, you know, I read an interesting research that said, I hope, and we're moving in that direction already now, but I hope one day, whenever you come to the doctor, They're going to ask you three questions. And these three questions are not going to be what pills are you taking or what pills have you taken recently. The questions are going to be, what do you eat? Where do you live? And what do you think? <laughs> okay. So the, the, he, the research meant that in, in the future, the doctors and the society are going to pay more attention to what you eat because this can tell a lot more about what's happening in, in your mind and body than any, you know, medication or any uh, medical, you know, medical treatment. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What, is, what is very interesting, I mean, if you start to practice yoga, maybe sooner or later you come to Ayurveda and if you meet an Ayurveda therapist, he also asks you, he doesn't only ask you what do you eat? He goes further and asks, how do you digest? How does the thing look that comes in the end out of yourself? Oh, really? <laughs> He's interested in all this kind of stuff. We talk about a machine, we talk about the body, and then it is not about pills, it is what you eat every single day. Some people really have three meals a day, and then it really um, is important what do you stuff into your mouth and if it's only shit full of sugar and i don't know what then it's like if you have a expensive and very cool car and you put the wrong uh fuel into it the wrong the wrong gas then 
the car can be can be a Ferrari or whatever, it will not work after a while because you put the wrong fuel into it. And you have been working so many, I mean, we are almost two years on restoring your intestinal flora. Have you done any tests recently to check on it, uh, on the level of serotonin? And... We test from time to time. And uh, the last test we did, I have no idea, was end of 2016, I guess, was autumn last year. Um, it's a dramatic change. Yeah. Okay. A lot of things changed for the better. And so now we work on little things. And uh, I mean, I still, it, it looks like that I still have to take these things in the evening. But um, this is not a problem. And uh, so I will continue and maybe we will test in summer or end of this year if I can reduce them or stop taking them. But maybe I am a person who needs to take this uh, uh, till the end of my life because when I started all of this in 2000, in, in, when I was 25 with Mr. Riesbeck, my first therapist, he was the first person telling me there are people in our society who just don't produce enough serotonin for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's, it's in the genes. So maybe some of us need to, need to take this But then take something from an alternative practitioner, something that is, I don't know, plant-based or you're not a pill. Because another thing is, I have an uncle who started, because this is also something in, uh, in my family, depression. A lot of people suffer from it from on the side of my mother, mm -hmm. not on the side of my father, only on the side of my mother. And I have an uncle who started to take uh, pills for this in, in the 70s. 70s. And he's taking these pills till today. And now he has uh, darm krebs. What is oh, it? Oh, my God. Gut um, cancer. Gut cancer, yeah. In, oh. yeah so. mm -hmm. And of course, now we have two kind of people. One will say, okay, where, where is the connection? I don't see the connection. And if you talk to me... I would ask the question only is, now. Is, is intestinal cancer or is it stomach cancer? Is it intestinal cancer? Yes. Intestinal. Yeah, intestinal. okay. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, so now he's he's more than sick. Mm -hmm. I mean, he took pills, he took this kind of chemical decades. Mm -hmm. And with he is a proof to me this is the wrong way. And what was also very interesting that he is known in my family for the guy who is depressed again and again and again, although he's taking the medicine and who sometimes, and this is very weird and I discovered something mm -hmm. like, not the same, but say that he's, he lived in a normal house, uh, he was uh, married and he has a daughter and when the depression was very intense, he moved down into the, what is the keller? The cellar, he moved down to the, to the basement probably, yeah. Yeah, where no heating, where it is cold in the winter, and he slept on the floor. I don't know why, but I I discovered this when in 2015, I these were thoughts in my mind. So it is not only a body thing; it is a mind thing as well. That I am not um, good enough to sleep in a bed. That I only deserve to sleep on the ground, on the hard ground where it is cold. It is a weird thing in the mind. And he 
I was just on the ground. He was down where it's cold and freezing in the winter. I don't know, to punish himself. And this is all the mind. It's not somebody telling you, okay. you are depressed. You have to go downstairs and you have to suffer in the cold. So the mind does this. The self-esteem yeah. suffers a lot, right? And yeah, you, feel self, like you, yeah, you yeah. need to punish yourself for that. Okay, that's... Okay, that's interesting. That's the, the mechanism of you experiencing that you're at fault for something, yes, yeah. that this is all your fault. Yeah. That's interesting. And, 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 and another thing that is very important to me, because it started in the beginning of this year, mm -hmm. I decided I talk about depression, and I talk about depression in a very normal way. It is now, oh my God, oh, oh my God, <laughs> I don't do it this way, mm -hmm. it's just my name, Stefan. And if someone is in, I'm not running through Düsseldorf with a flag and screaming depression here for free. <laughs> this is not what I do. But when I have the feeling I am surrounded by people and I can do this, I like this. And what the, uh, there is a new constellation among friends. Now I have a friend that is Melanie who suffered from depression. I have another girlfriend, Susa, who uh, suffered from burnout. And the great, 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 and I am so, I can't thank God enough for this, because we all know what depression means, burnout, depression. When we come together and enjoy ourselves, when we talk about depression, it is a very, very normal uh, theme, like other talk about shoes or the hairdresser or going shopping. We can talk about this in a very normal way. It has a start, it has an end, and then we go on to another subject. And it is so uh, befriend. It is relief. Releasing, yeah. It's a relief. Releasing, yeah. yeah. And with this, I realized how important it is that you get the chance and that you have the people you can talk. You need to talk about this from time to time. You don't want to talk about your depression 24 hours a day. And no one wants to listen to someone like this 24 hours a day. But if you get the chance that there are people who say, do you need to talk? Let's talk for 15 minutes. Let's have a cup of coffee or walk through the park and talk about this. This is so helpful for people who suffer from this. It's awesome. It is so awesome. Yeah, cool. So we need to finish slowly. So yes. yeah, it was a wonderful talk. Thank you so much for so many insights. Basically, Thank you for having me. Yeah, basically what I have learned you have you gotta exercise even if you you don't have depression yet, just in case, you know. <laughs> you gotta exercise, you gotta pay attention to what you eat and you have to pay attention to what's happening in your body just to avoid burnout and just to have more joy in life that's very helpful doesn't matter what and i remember you said you got to do something where you sweat so that's yeah. <laughs> that's another thing um, and maybe for all the men that are listening for all the men yeah. see yourself as a ferrari you just want that the ferrari keeps going so pay attention what you put into the ferrari and it will drive a long long way maybe yeah. this is a nice picture yeah yeah so all men i think I believe all men like to see themselves as a red Ferrari. <laughs> yes, they can. <laughs> so, what they is can. is there a, a message? How would you like to finish this podcast? Is there anything you want to to say to the listeners? Uh, maybe, maybe that next time, because I have no idea who who is listening. The next time, or ask yourself, how do I? How do I feel 
when the the topic depression comes up would do I, do I want to run away do I want to avoid or maybe next time I will search the web for a few information and maybe maybe never in your life someone will come to you and tell you I suffer from depression can, can, can you help me can you talk to me but just find a more normal more positive way it is just it is it is a, a sick uh, an illness I know this but for all the people who suffer it is much more helpful if we try to be normal with this not not to avoid yeah, kind of not things. to avoid these conversations, and I would also, yes, yes. I would also be curious what people have experienced, or what, mm, what do they think about depression right now? Because I believe they had their own concept of depression before listening to this podcast, and now right after they have listened to the whole thing, has anything changed? Do you see this a bit different? And if yes, please share it in the comments to the podcast. If you have any questions to Stefan or to me, also share them in the comments below. And we're gonna put links to Stefan's blog and the the words they, they were there in German, a few words. We're gonna translate them for you and put them in, in proper English down there. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Uh, so we're going to do this for you and we would really love to have feedback from you because um, Stefan is doing it, yeah, he's going through it himself but I believe he, was, he wants to reach more people for a reason and these people need to be not afraid of having these conversations. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for listening, Stefan. Thank you for being with me tonight. And hope Thank you for having me. Yeah. <laughs> and hope we can do another podcast sometime soon. I hope so too. Yeah. Bye. Bye.